all of a sudden you spend differently. So by taking profit out upfront and running your business on the smaller plate, so to speak, if you run your business on a smaller plate, you get creative, you get lean, and you get much more proactive. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name's Rick Nusky, and I am the luckiest man alive today because I get to spend some time with some incredibly um, talented individuals, and today is no different. I'm on the line with Diana Murat. How are you, Diana? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm fantastically well. You and I were just speaking offline about uh, the world and how it's all going for you and at, at the moment. And, uh, you know, today we're going to be uh, talking about your work as the business profit coach and uh, all of the other things that go with this in, in terms of being a fit, uh, fix this next advisor. There's lots to unpack here. But before we do that, Diana, it's customary for us to spend a little bit more time learning more about you as an individual outside of the workplace. And I'd love to start off by asking you, I guess, a couple of questions about where you are and what is it that you like to do in during your recreational time? Wow. Um, thanks again, Rick, for having me. I'm very grateful for this opportunity to talk to you and it's to pleasure. talk to your, your listeners. So, um, and especially coming all the way from Florida, United States. Oh, wow. I'm about two hours um, east of Disney. I'm on the um, on the Atlantic side in mm -hmm. a small little town called Jensen Beach, and uh, the weather is pretty warm, pretty humid. Uh -huh. <laughs> Sorry if that's cold down there, oh, and I'm yes. rubbing it. <laughs> <laughs> and what do I do for recreation? Yes. Well, I have two Chihuahuas that are um, very pushy and are always in. Um, causing me to have to, you know, take care of them. But other than that, <laughs> I enjoy paddle boarding. Very nice. Uh, when I get a chance to go out on the uh, on the ocean, I like I love to go paddle boarding. That's so great. I like to do recreation. Thank you very much for sharing. Now, it's it's good to give a bit of context to people's lives behind the business because I think, you know, business is on its own, just business, isn't it, after all? Um, but one of the big things about having a business to be able to sustain you at all is to be able to be profitable. And I think that's a really good segue into our conversation today, uh, Diana. And I'm wondering if uh, you could maybe share a little bit about how it was that you became involved um, in this line of work. Love to. So Rick, I um, I was very fortunate. I had a career uh, in, in what's called the corporate world. Mm -hmm. I, Familiar with it. <laughs> I bet a lot of us, a lot of us are refugees <laughs> of the corporate world. Oh, yeah. I, um, I actually got to retire at the age of 54, fully funded mm -hmm. and, uh, decided that, you know, I was just going to take it easy. Cause what do you dream about when you're working in corporate and, and you're a cubicle rat, right? You're, yep. You, you just want to retire. So I retired at 54 thought I was going to spend my days just paddle boarding and maybe learning how to play golf here in Florida. And uh, after three or four years, I got pretty bored. I guess it's a little, well, I was a little young to really retire. I had too much to, to just too still much energy. Do. Yeah. So I started um, just socializing with small businesses around, you know, I went to women's groups and things like that. And I realized 
something and then I then I educated myself on it but I realized that small business owners are wonderful uh, passionate uh, creative often creative people mm -hmm. who really want to bring something into the world so whether it's a restaurant or a business or they sell cupcakes whatever it is that they do they're passionate about it the problem is they most of them didn't go to business school and most of them don't know how to run a business so i don't know what the what the rates are in australia mm -hmm. but in the united states the um the better business no sorry the uh, small business administration yep uh, has cited that there are about 75% of small businesses never live past five years and 90% don't make it to 10. The interesting piece is that even the 90% that make it to 10 years aren't necessarily profitable. They just haven't died yet. No. <laughs> so <laughs> profitability is something that is elusive. Uh, they may break even, but they're not often profitable and profitability for a small business is stability so when i saw that and i began to educate myself i uh, began reading a lot of books on small business and entrepreneurial mm -hmm. uh, profitability i realized holy smokes you know the stuff that i've done in corporate my degree in accounting and finance, my project management, my process management, all the things that I had learned, they didn't have. So I made, I just, my heart broke because mm -hmm. there's no reason for businesses to go out of business. I don't know if you're aware, but in the United States, small business is the actual, the biggest employer. The best and, and it, it's, it's thousands of businesses, mm. but, but, uh, compared to large companies, small businesses um, actually have the most employees. So when small business doesn't do well, it has a huge impact on the economy, on people, on families and lives. So I, I just said, but there's no reason why this has to happen. And so I, I opened up the Business Profit Coach because here's, if I may. Just yeah, absolutely. Um, here's the thing, being an accountant way back when long time ago um <laughs> accounting and taxes god love accountants we need them but what they what do they do they tell you that profit is a leftover in other words you sell stuff mm -hmm. and then you pay your bills and whatever is left is profit that's how accountants view it that's how our internal revenue service or irs views it whatever's left you get taxed on so the message is what? You don't want to have that stuff. It's it's the stuff that the IRS wants to to you know to, to get away. you for taxes. Yeah. Well, I'm not so sure that is great thinking. I mean, sure, yes, we all need to pay taxes. Just get over yourself and pay them, okay? And mm -hmm. let's get on with life. I rather have profit in my pocket. Sure, I'll give you know the IRS their piece. I'd rather have something in my pocket than not have anything in my pocket and not give the IRS anything. I mean, then we're both losing, right? Like, what's mm -hmm. the point in that? <laughs> so it's partly the accountants and the IRS, the way they treat the leftovers after uh, a business owner, uh, you know, pays their bills. So 
I just said, no, this isn't, this is not going to go. No, we're not doing this. And so I created my, uh, my business. My and, and here you are. I, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to unpack the mechanics of um, your process, your seven step process, if we could in a moment. But to me, there seems just based on your ex explanation that there needs to be just that slight bit of a mindset shift. Is that something that you talk about with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Rick. So like I said, everyone treats profit as a, as a um, leftover. Mm -hmm. So the mindset shift, uh, and I'm, I'm very transparent. So I read an incredible book and spoke to the author. Um, I don't know if you guys have him on, or know of him in Australia. His name is Mike Michalowicz. He wrote a phenomenal book called Profit First. Mm -hmm. And that book just changed my life. And so what I've done is packaged pieces of his work and my own and put it together. And, and I work a lot on mindset. And what he says is open up a business account next to your regular business account and put money as it comes into your hands, mm -hmm. put money into the profit account. So we can all open up accounts online. We can name them, call it profit and put a percentage in. So for example, you can start with 1% or, and build your way up to 10 or whatever number you like, but put that up, up front. So take that profit out. Now, the minute it comes in the door, put it in there and then run your business on what's left. And so that's a mindset shift that we talk our um, clients through. Yeah. And, and they're like, hmm, that might work. It's different. Then they get nervous. Oh, but it, what, what if I'm missing money or I, I can't pay my, well, the, the money's still in your account. It's not like you're giving it to someone. It's sitting right there. That's so <laughs> if, you, if you absolutely need it, go get it. It's yours. Yeah, yeah. But, but we spend what we get, right? Oh, yeah. And we spend in accordance to the income, you know, uh, in, it, you know, my wallet seems to open further as more, as more money comes in. <laughs> right? So is, exactly. there, is, is there is there like a, uh, again, I want to go into the mechanics of all of this, but is there a, like a budgeting component to this as a business owner? There How is. does this Yes, there is. Into That's it? absolutely one of the key parts of the, the process. You know, once I get them past the, let's put money aside for profit. Mm -hmm. We look at the fact that a lot of people do bank balance management. So, oh, let me see, let me check my bank balance online. Oh my gosh, I have a thousand dollars, woo! You know, off I go. <laughs> and then, oh, I check it tomorrow and oh my gosh, I don't have a thousand dollars or I gotta make payroll or whatever. Yeah. And then they, they go into a frenzy trying to live like that. And I'm, I'm like, there is a better way, you guys. Yes. And it's called cash flow projections and budgeting. Like, I know, I know it sounds technical. And please, I tell them, don't let your eyes glaze over. It's not that complicated. Put but, the pillow away. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but good grief, guys. If you plan it, you don't have to look at the bank balance. You just run your business. Actually, I don't know if you're aware, but there's a, there's a, uh, a psychological um paradigm called Parkinson's law and it's not related to the illness thank no. goodness and basically what it is 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 exactly what we talked about as your wallet gets bigger you know so your expenses yep. so people if I give you a hundred dollars to go to the grocery store uh, you know you'll get real creative for the week and somehow manage to get a hundred dollars worth of groceries and eat for the week 
If I give you 50, you might have to get more creative, but you're not going to starve. <laughs> so, you know, all of a sudden you spend differently. So by taking profit out up front and running your business on the smaller plate, so, so to speak, mm -hmm. if you run your business on a smaller plate, you get creative, you get lean and you get much more proactive. So that's the Parkinson's law is actually behind this. So that we're working with, we're working with human tendencies rather than against them. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. I, I wonder what, what type of businesses that uh, can take advantage of this. Is this all sizes of business or startups? Or Absolutely. Where should you I, start? I actually, I you know, you can, you can, I, I coach, um, mid-sized small businesses mm -hmm. you know the definition of a small business is 13 million a year i mean that to me is a pretty good sized business pretty but chunky uh, <laughs> that yeah they're i'll take okay. a piece of that <laughs> yeah me too yeah me too um so yeah it, anyone can use the the system the process uh the numbers might be a little different for example uh, as you can imagine if you have a, a business that's a brick and mortar so you, you know, you have to pay leases and, and, and if you have employees, mm -hmm. then, you know, your, your run rate or your overhead or your spending rate is going to be a little bit different than someone who can work virtually. So, but we have, um, we have metrics. That's part of the seven step process where we look at, okay, if you're a brick and mortar or if you're not, how much should you be spending? So, so a lot of small businesses don't know. Is it okay to spend 50% on what I make on expenses? Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Is that like in line? Does that make sense? Or should I be at 80? Or should I be at 20? What should I be at? So Mike came up with a small business um, profile based on revenue. Mm -hmm. And we start there. We go, okay, based on your revenues, more or less, you should be paying yourself this. That's another piece of the mindset change we were talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, pay yourself. You should be putting this much away for taxes, because yes, you're going to have to pay taxes, and you should be putting this much away for profit. Now, run your business on that, and let's make a plan. So there, I just told you the pretty much eighty percent of that seven-step business. Oh, there's but there's yes, lots there's lots involved in there. That's a very high-level um, uh, view of it. And I, I wonder if if I'm a small business and I only have a number of you know handful of uh, employees helpers whatever you want to call them um, and I have very little time to spend time on doing the books as it were do I ex do I outsource this what is the best way for someone to manage this part of the business when they start to really get serious and start looking at it closely so I'm gonna answer that with with two points mm -hmm. okay yep you should never be too busy to manage your money. That's when people get into trouble. Uh, you can outsource, but you should always be on top of your Numbers. business financials. So yes, you can, you know, hire a bookkeeper using and use QuickBooks online and all your expenses can flow through to QuickBooks online. And then the bookkeeper can kind of keep it tidy and keep it well um, greased and, and oiled. Yeah. But one must never abdicate reviewing your numbers it doesn't have to be onerous um i teach my my students when i i have a class called um the profit jumpstart class but 
I teach them about fun financial Friday. <laughs> I try to make it fun. <laughs> and, Put a smile and, to my face. <laughs> you know, fun Just financial the dance. <laughs> well, you got to make it fun. <laughs> yes, the first time you do it, yes, of course. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. But after the first time, it's maintenance. So if you set aside 30 minutes to an hour, depending on the number of transactions and things like that, as mm -hmm. a small business, mm -hmm. on a slow day, most of the time that's a Friday, unless you're a restaurant or a bar or a, or a hotel, then Fridays start to get pretty crazy. But mm -hmm. most of us, by Friday, everybody's kind of dwindling down. So you spend 30 minutes on Friday, you look over your books, you make sure everything's aligned, you make sure the expenses are all going to where they are, you check, you know, QuickBooks will tell you, you know, if you put a budget in there, imagine that, a budget, um, it'll <laughs> tell you, you know, you're ahead of plan, you're below plan, you know, just a quick 30 minutes. And you're on top of your game. And you understand what next week's going to look like. So to, to answer your question, can you outsource? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you should never outsource the responsibility or the visibility. So one of the things I do is um, I offer the, uh, my clients after they've gone through the program, if they're interested, yeah. uh, a virtual CFO kind of role. And I um, book with them a 90-minute review once a month, and we go over their financials in detail, not from a bookkeeping perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm it's not, not going to try to balance se. out their... Yeah, it, pardon me? It's not an audit per se. Exactly. It's more of a... Look at this, you're ahead of plan. Look at this, you're behind plan. How, what's the profitability look like for that service versus this service? You, mm -hmm. Have you thought about, are you making enough money on each one of your services? Because maybe one's carrying the rest. Um, I, have a, I have a client right now, and she actually sells product on Amazon, as well as running a uh, consulting type practice. And mm -hmm. she was making good money. And she just didn't question it. And we pieced it apart. And I told her, what we ended up finding out is that Amazon sales were actually carrying the rest of her business. Oh. Right. And Amazon can be a little fickle, right? Because you can't control what they do. And you know. can't control where you show up when people search for your, you know, your product. That's somebody else's playground. Correct. So I kind of highlight, I'm her virtual CFO, so I kind of highlighted that. <laughs> that um, do you realize that if uh, you a competitor enters your space in Amazon and your sales drop, your business is unprofitable. So now we, you know, now when we get together once a month, we look at the Amazon sales and make sure how they're doing well. But then we look at how her other practice works and what its profitability is so that she can have a better picture and she says she's never understood her numbers as clearly as she does now so that's the kind of work that a business profit coach i believe helps uh, uh to, to, to deliver thank you so much for sharing this sage advice now we already know everybody's on the call list that uh, you've had a, a wonderful uh colorful career in the corporate world but i want to talk a little bit about um uh, your experience becoming a certified fix this next advisor. What was that process like? Well, um, so the same gentleman I referred to that wrote Profit First mm -hmm. wrote a, um, it's actually a methodology. It's an assessment methodology right? called Fix This Next. And 
he opened it up for anyone who wanted to become certified to apply and and you know you had to submit your business plan on how this would work etc and um mm-hmm. and i was approved to to take that and he teaches you how to use this assessment methodology and it's very it's a really cool methodology based on actually i don't know if you've heard, i'm sure you've heard of uh, maslow's hierarchy of needs <laughs> just a couple of times <laughs> okay yeah so the, as you know that that is supposed to be a model you mm-hmm. know the triangle with the layers yep it's supposed to be a model of how human beings uh will prioritize different things that they need in their lives so at the bottom layer as you know is food water air second layer is is sec- safety and security the third layer is love esteem and belonging etc right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay and the the premise of maslow is that if you're not able to breathe you really don't care about the levels above you oh, no. <laughs> you're, you're having a hard time breathing <laughs> okay, okay. <get> boy. <laughs> exactly it's you know imagine yourself at a restaurant and you're having a great discussion over a beautiful glass of wine about something you know about your legacy or or your impact on the world or the nonprofit that you're gonna and then you start to choke like at that moment nothing becomes more important than the oxygen because you're not going to survive the next five minutes so the business is exactly the same way so he created the business hierarchy of needs and that's what the fix this next technology is based on the business hierarchy of needs is exactly the same the bottom layer is the oxygen of the company of the business whether it's a one-man solopreneur to a multi-million dollar small business and that is sales no sales, no oxygen. No you don't business. have right. You don't have a business until you sell something, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the sales level. The second level is profit. Why is it not on the bottom? Why? It, here's the thing: profit. Like I said at the uh, at the top of the hour, it's mm-hmm. stability. If a business owner is seeing predictable profit i'm not talking monumental buckets of cash that's that would be awesome but if they're seeing predictable profit they have stability so now they can focus on something a little more interesting in their business which is the next layer which is order or systems to run the business so it's exactly the same way a lot of um, small owners run a business owners run to oh I got to focus on sales and then I got to focus on on order and then I got to run back down to sales and then I so the and and it is crazy and it's called he calls it the survival trap and it's absolutely the case Mm You're in survival mode, running from sales to order to sales to order to, oh my gosh, and, and now I got to fill and now I got to do. And so. No wonder you're so tired at the end of the day. I know, right? <laughs> so the Fix This Next text and the Technology takes the, the business owner through an assessment, and we start at sales. And there's five components within that in, in the sales level, and we test. How are you doing on this? How are you doing on this? How are you doing on this? And and if there's a vital need that is not being met, 
guess where you need to start what guess what you need to fix next yeah it's a step it's, it's kind of like the snakes and ladders game go down the ladder yeah. try again <laughs> exactly exactly it's exactly like that so it's an assessment tool and uh it's very powerful and i've applied it every in in an insurance agency mm -hmm. law practices because i have a another business called the profitable lawyer where i um I was, I'm so grateful that I got to partner with, a, with an attorney and we're bringing this technology and this profitability mindset to law practices. Fantastic. Who knew, right? Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Um, but yeah, they need as much profit as anyone else. Um, so, so this technology gives you an orderly way of looking at where your problems are and starting at the bottom and fixing them in, in an order that makes sense for the business itself. You've touched so, on some pretty important stuff here. And one of them, you, you just touched on it momentarily in terms of once you start to get a little bit of control and you're getting, getting away from that chaos um, component, that you're starting to introduce systems. Is this, right. is this same system, this same approach useful in terms of scaling a small business? Absolutely. A lot of people don't have sales and profit down, and then they try to scale. Mm. <laughs> Cart before, before the horse? Well, yeah, but, but how do you know? There if you you've go. never run a business, if you don't have a technology like this, if you know, you're busy 70-hour weeks, mm -hmm. you don't have time to read the business books. You don't have time to sit down and think about it. So it, you know, it's like trying to get a four-year degree or more or an mm -hmm. MBA or whatever and run your shop. It's, it's very hard. It's so hard. So they think that, oh, I'll just start, you know, attorneys in particular. I think I'll just, you know, partner with someone. That'll take care of the sales. I'll have some sales. He has some sales. We'll come together. We'll share some expenses. And Bob's your uncle, like they say here in the U.S. <laughs> Job's done. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> you know what it has a very high failure percentage mm -hmm. because why you haven't looked at it in a systematic approach and you grow too fast and you do need that stability and you do need those systems in place to make sure you're efficient here's and here's the thing if you have inefficient systems mm -hmm. it'll eventually show up in your sales because you'll get the reputation of someone who is not able to deliver consistently as promised, right? Because you're reinventing the wheel every five minutes. Inconsistently, every time consistently inconsistent. Exactly. Yes. Wait, I'm gonna, can I borrow that? Yeah, absolutely, it's yours. Okay, I like that. Consistently <laughs> inconsistent. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's my next blog post title. Oh, it's all I yours. Love, love it. Glad I could help. <laughs> Thank you. So, so yeah, when you're consistently inconsistent, Yep. It, it will affect your sales, mm -hmm. which will then affect your profit. <laughs> so so it, it, until you fix the whole organism, mm -hmm. you are running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Yeah. So that's why I love the technology. That's why I wanted to become certified as an advisor. And I use it. Now, for your listeners, you can actually take the assessment for free. You don't necessarily have to hire someone like me. You can go to his website, fixthisnext.com and do the assessment for free for yourself. Answer the questions, and then the system will tell you which is the first vital need that you need to work on. 
it won't give you the entire list. It won't say, you know, here's your score on sales, here's your score on profit, here's your score. It'll just tell you, you didn't do so good at this particular vital need. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of limited in what it gives you. So you get to hire someone like me <laughs> to help you walk through it and interpret it and, and actually put a plan in place. Because one thing is to know you have a problem, but another thing is to then put a plan in place to close that gap. Right? But it's, it's something more. It's about accountability. You know, I often personally struggle with um, getting things done because there's nobody there apart from myself to keep myself accountable. Is that right. is that an important component in the relationship that you have with your clients? Absolutely, it is. It's the underlying. It's the underlying foundation for the entire time that I'm with them, mm-hmm. and it's generally why they like to sign on to the CFO, virtual CFO, or virtual CEO role mm-hmm. with me, because someone holding them accountable they realize well i got a lot done during that three-month engagement i really like i i really swung some big doors with very small hinges and so they they get addicted to accountability yeah absolutely i i can see how this can make a big difference i'm already sitting here getting animated thinking how do i get involved when do i go do the test all of these wonderful things that you're offering on the table thank you very much for sharing now importantly from a mechanical standpoint when people want to find you connect with you and then work with you what is the process that you take them through well if it i i'm a business coach so i don't always need to do a fix this next assessment sometimes people hire me for uh, just the financial reviews and so yeah. on. So I have two um, websites. One is dianamoret.com in which you can just um, see what I do there and how I do it and, and so on. But most most importantly is you can schedule a complimentary strategy session. And in that strategy session, I don't spend any time selling you. I really listen to the business owner and what their issues are. And it's it's a one hour coaching session. Yeah. And they get to experience not only my the way I approach things, but also my style. So if they are interested in moving forward, then we'll have a, a, a more of an enrollment kind of discussion. The other way to get a hold of me is pure fix this next. I have a, a website called fix this next business And there is just purely fix this next business coaching services and pricing etc well there you so go that's that, the best ways they are two powerful ways if i may say so myself to get in contact with you diana thank you again for sharing uh, your insights and for everybody who's on the show today as is customary i will be making sure that the links back to diana and all of the work that she is doing is available to you and in closing thank you so very much diana for spending some time with me on the my future business show today Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.